Fangs, it's your girl Rebecca here, and you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. Ooh. Hey, Boo Things, welcome back. I'm your beautiful host, Rebecca, and it is Sunday Scary Time. So, this is the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, Episode 11. We have cracked the double digits, and it's feeling good. It's feeling right. So, I have a lot of long stories for you guys today. And for those that are new, every day during quarantine, I read 10 paranormal experiences every single day for you guys. So show us some support. If you're listening on Apple podcast, rate us five stars, review us. Um, If you're listening on any other platforms, including Apple podcast, screenshot one of your favorite episodes of ours or just screenshot our logo. Shout us out on all your social media pages. It takes less than two minutes, and it helps us build up the charts and helps helps us keep us here um, for as long as we possibly can. Um, I've you know talked about on previous episodes. Our goal is to get on the top 100 charts for Apple Podcasts. Personally, so um, I feel like we can make it happen. Our boo things are amazing, and um, if you're new. We hope you are a new boo thing as well. So before I get on to my rambling and rambling like I tend to do sometimes, let's get started with the first story. All right. This first story is titled, Who Did My Brother Think I Was? I moved to London when I was 11, and ever since I moved, there's been loads of experiences, from shadows to footsteps to floating balls of light, but out of all of them, this was by far the most unnerving incident. My mom was pregnant with my little brother when we moved in, and fast forward to when my brother is about six. There's been loads of activity in the house by this point, and I'd kind of gotten used to it, but my brother started to have chronic nightmares. He would wake up around one to two, three times a night, screaming. One horrible time, I got woken up by him calling for help. This particular incident happened when I was at home alone babysitting him, and I heard him start to scream, so I go upstairs and try to see what's up, but as soon as I step into his room, he goes absolutely frantic, screaming at me to get away and crying hysterically, trying to back up into the furthest corner of his bed. And as soon as I rush over and tell him it's just me, it's okay, he started to calm down, and I kept him up watching tv for an hour before i told him to go back to bed thankfully the rest of the night was quiet i did ask him who did he think i was and all i could get him get from him was a bad person he's now 12 and no longer is having nightmares they carried on until he was about 10 and the activity has dropped off quite a bit aside from the odd spike of strangeness it's like living in a normal house again that's really interesting so your little brother screaming you go in to try to console him relax him and he goes even more ballistic than what he was before did he see a evil doppelganger of you where it was trying to hurt him and he thought it was you because obviously he doesn't understand the concept of doppelgangers at that age like what what else could it possibly be did maybe you walked in and instead of seeing your face something else took host of your body and became something different to your brother's eyes. That is a weird experience. All right, next story. Multiple accounts in one night. So this is a two-parter. This person wrote um, a few experiences on one post and then continued due to high demand into another post. So multiple accounts in one night. 
Okay, so it's around July time, 2019, and I'm going on holiday with my friend's family. They're a big family consisting of my friend's mom, dad, their newly adopted daughter, and their son, who is my friend. And they also had brought their friend, uh, my friend's uncle and two grandparents. We were only set to travel about three to four hours in a car in total, but they had a newly adopted daughter who was about a year old at the time, so it was convenient to stop halfway through the journey to stay overnight at a halfway house-type place. Well, they had found the place on Airbnb, and it was a pretty good price for the size, and you have to remember it had to fit eight of us as well as two dogs. The house was in 17th century-style house, high ceilings, wooden floors, small doorways, weird layout, multiple layers, and big wooden beams in the upper areas of the house. This is in the UK, and the house, if I remember correctly, is located on a farm in northern Somerset. Everything was cool during the evening as we settled in. It was only during the night things got weird. I'll describe the events in order that I experienced slash found out about them in. First of all, my personal experience was something I don't think is as creepy as the other ones that we supposedly had that night. Where I slept was laid out very weirdly. The room was very long, left to right, and not at all deep, and had a sloping roof, almost as if you were in the loft of a normal house. There are two double beds with the bottom of the bed pointing towards to sloping roof, so the headboard of the bed backed onto a kind of walkway to get around the room. Directly above my bed was a skylight, which had no blinds to cover it, and at night the black sky meant you could easily use it as a mirror. It was nice to fall asleep to at first, but during the night I woke up to a breeze, which I didn't find weird at first, as these old houses sometimes do have drafts, so it didn't bother me. I look over to the alarm clock, which read something around 3 a.m., if I remember correctly. I felt another breeze as if something was moving behind me, and I look up at the skylight to see something almost running past the back of my bed towards my friend. So I reacted fast and looked over at <coughs> excuse me. I looked over at him to see what the fuck it was, and there was nothing. At the time, I thought I was just being an idiot and brushed it off, rolled over and fell back asleep. It was only in the morning when I told my friends and family things lined up, sort of. At the breakfast table the next morning, I told them about what had happened. And first of all, my friend's uncle explained that multiple times during the night, he had heard footsteps and what he described as the sound of me and my friends playing table tennis during the night. We both said we hadn't been up at all and that we hadn't been playing table tennis. The reason he assumed we were doing this was because there was indeed a table tennis in a room down the hall from us. He also told us he heard us laughing and talking amongst ourselves, and he even texted my friend to shut up and go to bed. Then my friend's mom comes and sits down and, without hearing our story, instantly starts telling us about how she heard similar noises as well as a voice from her bedroom, which she said sounded undoubtedly like her other son, who unfortunately passed away in 2012 when he was young. She also recalled her daughter pointing at where she thought the noises were coming from whilst she was inside her cot. After breakfast, we never really spoke about it again, but I brought it up to my friend the other day, and he says he remembers it vividly, even though he didn't experience anything himself. Even whilst typing this, I still got the chills. If anyone is interested, the house is located at a place called Yard Farm, which is nearby a town called Taunton in the UK. Ooh, and that's, I love stories like this where multiple people that were not in the same areas of the house had similar experiences and they're all able to confirm for one another. There's no reason to lie about this. What are the odds that these people have these same exact experiences all throughout the night? And then the guy that wrote this story had his experience happen to him around 3 a.m., which is the witching hour. All right. So this is the next story from the same person called Another Childhood Story. 
this begins. So after my last story, I said I had another story to type out that people wanted. So here it is, I guess. This was much further back than my last story. I'm talking maybe even six, seven years ago. So some parts of it are foggy, but the encounter itself, I remember vividly. I was around 11, 12-ish, still living in the same house I live in now. I was great friends with one of the lads that lived a couple doors up from me. He was a year older, and he was somewhat a role model at the time as we were interested in the same things and stuff. Every day after school and during the weekends, I'd go to his house because he had this program called Pivot Stick Figure on his computer, basically a stop animation software where you can animate 2D stickmen and draw environments for them to interact with. It was awesome, to be honest, and I've tried to download it again countless times recently. Anyway, it was normal for me to be there for hours and we'd create this really long, highly detailed animations of stick figures beating the shit out of each other. I got to know his family pretty well, too. There was three of them, the mom and her two children. Her son was my friend, and she also had a daughter. Anyway, they also had a dog named Alfie, and he was trained really well and was behaved. The story kind of revolves around the dog, so I guess it's a pretty important detail. Anyway, the dog had a habit of finding his way under and over fences and through hedges and getting into people's gardens. And during the summer, he'd often find his way into our garden, and our family was cool with it as we all knew the owners and the dog. That's a detail to remember for later, the dog being in our garden. One day, I come home from school. I was young, so I was being walked home by my mom, and there was an RSPCA van outside their house. We stopped to talk and see what was going on, and apparently while they were walking the dog around the fields nearby, he had to run ahead to look at some sheep in a field and got his head caught in a barbed fence, and in his struggle to get out, cut his head, face, and neck up really bad, and apparently he bled out in my friend's mom's arms, which is really sad. Everyone kind of knew the dog, so it was a sad thing to happen, and I remember all the neighbors buying their family's cards about losing their pet and such. Anyway, fast forward a few months, and as usual, I'm going to my friend's house to do some animation stuff, and we walk in, and he runs straight into the living room while the, where the computer was. I took my shoes off at the door and was leaning on a cabinet that they had beside the door. Anyway, when I look up, I look up the stairs, which are directly in front of the door, and I just see the dog sat there looking at me, and he doesn't move or anything. It freaks me out, so I look away and look back, and then there's nothing. My friend's mom can see I'm puzzled and kind of shocked, and I remember her exact words. She just asked me, You all right, mate? And I remember just nodding. Later, I asked her if they had already gotten a new dog, to which they said no, and then I said back, Oh, I thought I saw a dog upstairs when I got here, and they just looked at me like I was a weirdo. Anyway, I forgot about it and didn't really think about it until one night I'm lying in bed, and my bedroom backs onto our back garden where I hear our bushes rustle and I hear the familiar sound of his collar jingling as he jumps into our garden. I was hesitant but I looked out my window to again see him sat right in the middle of our garden just looking up. I have blinds in my room so I put down the slate I was peeking through and go to pull the string to lift up the whole thing and as I lift it up he's gone like nothing ever happened. Even up until as recent as last year, I'd hear the sound of him coming into our garden, but I haven't heard it since, nor did I bother freaking myself out by looking outside after the first time. They moved away about a year after the dog died, so there wasn't really anything that I can think of that would have marked the reason for me to stop hearing seeing the dog. That's it, really. I gave this the flare encounter as I saw it. Didn't know whether to give it an experience or what. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> and that's how he ends the story. But... I love hearing stories about animals from the paranormal, like pets that come back. Um, 
especially when it's an unfortunate, I wish, you know, animals didn't die in unfortunate situations such as this dog, but it seems like the dog is still doing his thing. He's happy. He's still going around in people's gardens and still looking over his family. And I wonder if the dog, um, the dog still comes back to the garden just because that boy was a part of his life as well. Or, um, you know, does he just haunt the house? Or maybe does he also go to his old owner's house that they now live in? Um, I, I, it's interesting to, I, sometimes I think about that. Like I think, do people in the paranormal say if you move, do do they know where to go? Like if it's a loved one of yours, do they know where to find you if you leave the place that they remember you living in when they died? And if so, like how do they get there? Like do they just float around? I mean, is like I mean, how does that work? Um, I just you know, I just sometimes think of those like random little details every once in a while. All right, next story: knocks at night, visitation dreams, voices. 1988, 3 a.m., alone except for my dog and sound asleep. I hear three very loud knocks on my door, which was right next to my bed. I woke up and bounded to the door in three steps. My dog was already at the door in alert mode and listening. I look out the peephole in the door, expecting to see a cop. Nothing there. Then I realize that my door is inside a gated courtyard with six-foot-high brick walls, and the gate was locked. No one could have run off without being seen or heard climbing the gate. That's one experience. 2005, 4 a.m., 22-year-old son is home from college, and I am awakened by three loud knocks. The sound seemed to come from all directions at once. I got up and checked the house. Nothing. Later that morning, my son gets up and says, Did you hear three knocks last night? I said, Yes. It is the second time that I've heard knocks around 3 a.m. I consulted a respected psychic, and she said that it was Grandpa checking on you and that he looks like you. My mother died in 2011. In 2014, I dreamed that I saw her face against a black background, and she says, you're going to need a bigger patio. I woke up and said to myself, wow, that seemed real, and went about my day thinking about the experience. Two weeks later, my son calls me and asks if he can store some weightlifting equipment at my house. I said, okay, and he said he was on his way. He arrived with two friends in a large flatbread truck loaded with equipment. They unloaded the equipment onto my back patio, completely covering it. I watched as they filled the last remaining space in the patio, and I remembered the dream and instantly understood its meaning. My mom just let me know that she still exists. Oh, that's sweet. All right, age 10. It's summer, and I'm home alone around 6 p.m. watching TV. A stack of books on a shelf above my bed shot off the shelf and landed in the middle of my bedroom. Oh, this guy's just going all over the place. Okay. 1968, 2 a.m. I can't sleep, and I don't want to disturb my wife. So I go sit on the couch in the front room in the dark. The couch places oh the couch faces a fireplace with a TV in front of it. So I'm looking in direction of the TV. Behind me is the doorway into the hallway which leads to a bathroom to the left and our bedroom to the right. As I'm sitting here in the darkness, I notice movement of a reflection on the black TV screen. I focus on the movement, and it looks like the reflection of a woman dressed in a white gown moving left and right in the dark hallway door opening, just back and forth, sometimes the bathroom and then sometimes towards the bedroom. I watched this for about a half hour and would look in the hallway and see nothing, but when I'd look back in the TV, there was the white apparition floating back and forth. I got bored and went back to bed. 2014. I was babysitting my four-year-old granddaughter. 
She had a DVD with old Disney Christmas shows she wanted to watch. One of the old shows from 1953 comes on, and there's an old-fashioned band playing. My granddaughter says, I used to watch this with all my cousins. This went on for weeks, and I didn't say anything. Her mom told me that her granddaughter also said the same thing at her other grandparents' house. Finally, the next time it came up, I said to my granddaughter, you only have one cousin. My granddaughter replied that she did have more cousins, so I said, where are they? She looked at me and pointed her index finger up the ceiling, and I said, why are you here? She replied, they protect me. They keep me safe. I said, why can't I see them? She replied, they are hiding. Maternal great-grandmother told me the story about my mom during World War II when my dad was in the Army Air Corps. With the war on, my mom lived with and shared a bedroom with her grandmother. One night, my grandmother said that my mom sat up in bed and said, Oh my God, his airplane just broke in half and is going down. Some days after my mom's vision, my dad called my mom and told her that on a training flight in a Lockheed Hudson bomber over Georgia, he was in the tail of the airplane when the tail broke off. He was able to parachute safely, but the rest of the crew in the front of the airplane couldn't get out and died. That's a freaky experience. All right, the last one he wrote, 1956. Both of my maternal grandparents died on October 1956 when I was about eight years old. Months later, I am at school. The bell for recess rings, and I skip playing with my friends and instead walk out to the farthest extent of the playground to an old baseball diamond. I'm just hanging out, playing with the chain-link fence around the dugout. The bell rings to end recess, and I ignore it. A few minutes passed while I just continued ignoring it. It was time to return to class. At that moment, I heard my grandfather's deep voice as loud and clear as if he were right next to me say, you better go in, son. Wow. This guy, I mean, this guy seems to be pretty old, so he has years of being able to have these experiences, but those are some pretty fucking valid encounters, which are all pretty awesome. They're all different in their own way. It doesn't seem like there's any connected with one sort or another. It just seems like... He's very sensitive. I think it's he's definitely a sensitive. All right. The next story is titled, Something Strange Happened Last Night. Since the Safer at Home order, I've been spending a lot more time online. I made a post about the little girl I used to see, and due to that, I was researching about demons. I decided to read a story I found similar to mine on my YouTube channel. My camera does autofocus, but I was sitting still, and I kept trying to focus on something in the background. As I read the story, I heard tapping on my window and my bed kept slightly creaking. My camera was about to die when I had only been filming about 10 minutes. Battery was full when I started. When I went back at the footage, it was corrupted, which has never happened to me on this camera. Of course, I was freaked out. And I put my cross necklace by my bed, put a blanket over my window and brought my dog in my room. My dog kept acting scared. It would not leave me alone in the room. She refused to leave the room so my mom could take her out until I had also left the room. I'm wondering if possibly it could have been some sort of demon not wanting me to post that video about demons. The whole thing is weird, but I will probably update if anything else happens. So this person has not updated since I read the story. But, you know, for those that are new, that don't know this, supposedly spirits use energy to make themselves known. That's how they manifest themselves. So a lot of times... They take energy from electronics. So you'll see on Ghost Hunters or Ghost Adventures, 
a lot of times they will have full batteries and they need to have backup batteries on top of backup batteries because if they're in a very high energy place where there's a lot of paranormal activity, their cameras tend to die due to these spirits feeding on their batteries and their other technology. And that's why sometimes things go awry with, you know, maybe it's blurry image or the camera shuts off right before they see something before their eyes or like this experience, once they try to go back and see something, the file's corrupted and there's absolutely no way of retrieving it. So a lot of times you see skeptics of like, well, why, how could you say there are experiences when there isn't a lot of evidence? And it's like, well, clearly, clearly there's not a lot of evidence because a lot of times these spirits mess with the technology that is used to find evidence. And sometimes I feel like spirits purposely do that so that if they are caught on footage, people can't show it because they just corrupt it. So, next story. I had the same dream for three months in a row. Before I get started, I should say some of my past. I never really had any friends when I was younger. I was a good kid, I would say. I had good grades, good family. I wasn't bothered by the fact of being alone, I thought. When I was younger, I can only recall a few times when I experienced something paranormal. The first time was in a Walmart. I remembered standing in line and looking up at a woman who was in a beautiful, dark dress. She didn't have any legs. In my strange five-year-old mind, I thought to myself, wow, she is super strong. I pointed at her and told my dad, look at the strong lady. He then told me it was rude to point at bald people. The man who was in the front of the lady I saw was bald. I don't know what I witnessed to this day. I tried to brush it off and said to myself, it was just my imagination, but she always comes on my mind. Next was when I was seven years old. I was walking in the woods playing with my stuffed monkey. Note, this was when my dad was young and the woods were safer. And I saw this thing. It was just this black outline of what I would hope was a human. It looked like a shadow. I looked at it and it looked back at me. I stared for what seemed like freaking a century or so. And it came to me. I have no idea why I wasn't scared, but asked it to play with me. So the next three hours, I ran all along the woods playing with this thing. It could even interact with objects. I was able to pick up my... It was able to pick up my monkey toy. It was such a strange day. I went home very happy that day telling my dad all about it. He said it was just my imagination, so that's what I led myself to believe. But not so long after, I started having these dreams. I was in the woods, and there was a little creek and a log I would sit on. It had glowing flowers and mushrooms and more stars than you could even imagine. Every time I had these dreams, I knew I was dreaming. I could feel everything. I will admit the first time I was so scared because this man came to me. He just talked to me about my day. He never was a threat. He wore a black suit and a golden pocket watch. He looked somewhat like my dad. He had brown eyes and dark brow hair that faded slightly lighter in the front. And I had these dreams every Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. It was nice. I looked forward to it. And then I started to wonder, who was this guy really? I decided I was going to ask him. On Sunday, I slowly brought it into conversation. Hey, you know, speaking of what's your story? He looked at me in confusion. What do you mean, darling? He said, looking at his watch. I mean, what's your story? Who are you? I saw him as he struggled to answer. Oh, come on, Goldie. That was his name since he didn't tell me. And, well, golden watch I would often take from him. I think it's best for that to stay a secret, he said as he stood up. 
Oh, okay then. I guess you don't have the best past, eh? I said, walking over to him. He gave me a weak smile. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He said while holding his watch. It's time for you to go. See you soon. Everything started to fade. Then I awoke. I tried to find everything I could about him. He looked like he was in his 20s, and if he was some ghost, he probably died in the 1940s or somewhere around then from how the suit looked. I was so desperate to find out who he really was. So, being the 12-year-old that I am, I decided I would bug him until I got anything. Hey, Goldie, what's your name? I said upside down on the tree next to the log. It's Goldie. No, your real name. He just rolled his eyes. Don't have one. I'll save you the time and say the next 50 lines would be me saying the name and him saying no. About two weeks, though, I saw something in the parking lot when I took my dog out to use the restroom. I couldn't be for sure, but I thought it was him, and to my surprise, it was. Monday came, and he said... Why didn't you come over when I was there? Now, I was for sure this guy was real or something. I did, get a, I did get a little quiet the next morning. I kept thinking, what if something was wrong with me? What am I, why am I seeing this guy? I for hell sure knew he wasn't, I didn't want to tell my dad this. He says, because of my mom's death, I needed a therapist. I keep trying to make myself believe none of this is real and maybe I'm just being a stupid little kid, right? He just keeps coming back. Yesterday, I thought, maybe I'm not crazy. I told him to follow me, and I walked right past my dad. I said, hey, dad, and he just said hi back. I knew he would have freaked if he saw Goldie. I'm researching, and I think maybe he was a criminal, though. I don't know if it's just a feeling I'm getting. For the time being, I only see him while I'm awake from times around 4.30 till I fall asleep. I'll make sure to update if anything new or more odd happens. So, like the previous story, there hasn't been any updates as of yet because this is a more recent story online. But I have never heard of some... I've heard of people having the same dreams over and over again, but to have their dreams also translate in real life where they're interacting with them fully awake and conscious and talking to them, and having full conversations, and remembering everything, and knowing the certain days that you're going to have these dreams is really crazy. And I feel like it's a mix of a gift and a curse. And I'm very interested to see if this person finds out any more information on this Goldie character. I have a feeling this person was a criminal in their past life, too. And maybe communicating with this person that lost their mother, their goal, or... Their, the way that they can move on to the other life is maybe finding some closure for this person or maybe helping them through, but they're not allowed to say that as part of their mission. I don't know. That's just a theory. All right, next story. FaceTime with my doppelganger. A couple years ago, I was sitting in my bedroom around 8 p.m.-ish down near my university. I was searching the internet, and I got a FaceTime call from a number I didn't recognize, but I answered it anyways because I figured if it was a random person, I would grab my roommate, and we would just start a convo with some random person somewhere in the world. Anyways, I answered the FaceTime call to a very dark room. At first, I only managed to see what looked to be a blanket hung up over the window behind them. It was definitely sunny where they were because you could see the sun peeking in from around the edges of the blanket. I proceeded to say hello two or three times with no one answering. Finally, someone appeared from the bottom of the screen, and I shit you not, it was literally me. (gasps) I just kind of stared at them for a split second in shock and awe before side-waving at them. 
As soon as I waved, the other person on the other end mimicked my wave at the exact same time in the exact same motion. I freaked out at that point, shut my computer off immediately, and I haven't received another FaceTime call from a random number since then. My question is, how could that possibly have been a FaceTime from myself from another dimension? I, I mean... Could it be? I know it sounds weird, but I'm not lying to you when I say it was me. I'm not tripping out. Also, it was nighttime where I was and clearly daytime where this person was. And the waving of the hand at the exact same time, speed, mannerism. I don't know. Kind of anticlimactic, I know, but still creeps me out to this day. That, no. That was a fucking crazy story. Um... There is this um, there's this movie on Netflix called Cam, and it's about this like camera girl, like uh, those girls that like do those camera shows. If you know what I'm getting at, and she's like a very famous cam girl, and she's like in the top fifty of this like this site, and she's just trying to work her rank up higher and higher and higher, and then she starts noticing she can't access her account, but her account's still going live and it's her and she's doing crazy like sexual acts things that she always said that she would never do and it's literally doing the show is for her and she doesn't know who this person is she can't access her account but it's literally her they're in the same room as her it's like a really trippy concept and that kind of reminds me of this situation here but it's interesting to see how while it was nighttime for the real life person, but daytime, like where, where is this other person? Is it another dimension where night is day and day is night? Um, why, why would they call this person in the first place? Is this just an evil prank? Like what? I mean, and I'd be curious to see what the phone number was, if it was just a bunch of random numbers or if it actually looked like a typical number, maybe with a different area code that wasn't familiar to him. I don't know. It's weird. All right. This is titled, Another Creepy Hospital. All right. I was a fresh grad nurse working in an old geriatric psychiatric ward a decade ago. Hallucinations, confusion, and delusions from patients in the population are not at all uncommon due to most of our patients being advanced dementia cases. One room in the unit, I'll call room 212, had multiple individuals pass away in it over the years from natural causes. All were DNR orders from the nursing home. So I had a sweet old lady in room 212, and during med pass, I forgot to ban- I forgot to get bandage supplies. So I told her I'd be right back. Left room 212 for 30 seconds and came back to her facing right, looking at an empty hospital bed. Last asks, where's the lady that was with you? No ladies on the unit that night. Just me and my male CNA and five other ladies who were sleeping with doors shut. I told her, I don't think I've seen any women here, but... We can take care of each other just fine, can't we? Figured it was just hallucinations or just confusion, but that room always seemed to have patients behave bizarrely and out of character when they stayed there. No sooner than I spoke to the woman, the room went completely dark. All lights off. I don't think anything of it and figured the bulbs blew. There were budget issues at the facility constantly. To my surprise, I found every light switch, three including one in the bathroom behind a closed door, turned off, which I turned back on, finished care, and tucked her in for the night. I was creeped out to the max at this point. My CNA wasn't even on the unit, so I asked him when he came if he had been down to check the patients on that wing, and he had been gone for an hour flirting with the med surge nurses. 
Later, my coworker nurse came back the next night, who had been there for many years, and told me that many people stayed in that room and wouldn't sleep in the beds, stay in the room, or wouldn't sleep and were up all night talking to someone, and their excuses were always that woman. That place is officially closed now, but I still to this day have eerie feelings. The hair rises on the back of my neck thinking about it, just like when the lights went out and nobody was standing there, and never really believed much in the paranormal until that day. I tried to ask some other co-workers if they experienced anything. Only my night shift co-workers could confirm the out-of-character behaviors and patients, and one made fun and said the room had electrical problems. She was manager and stayed in her office looking for jobs and doing scheduling exclusively. Staff were the only workers that that called maintenance. I still can't, I still just can't but help find the coincidence in it all. Has anyone else experienced things of this nature? That is a weird experience. And the fact that, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate because you hear the cases of the people that are typically in those rooms and you could just chalk it up to, oh, they're just losing their mind or whatever, but always being referred to that woman, why are they always seeing a woman? Who is this woman? Was it someone that died there? I mean, it seems like before it closed, it was already an older building. So there had to have been tons of history there. Um, So it's interesting. I would love to know what this place was called and maybe do some research on it. Maybe if there were any deaths in that particular room. Because it seems like most of that weird activity only happens in room 212. All right, guys, the next story is titled Weird Guy Assaulting Me in an Odd Atmosphere. This is a story that happened to me a few months ago. It's not the scariest story you will find, but it appears to me as a really weird and strange situation. Let's see it. And just so you guys know, I literally did not even read this full story. I just saw the title saying Weird Guy Assaulting Me in an Odd Atmosphere, and I was like, all right, this is really fucking weird. I'm going to wait to read this live to you guys. Um, Okay, so three months ago, I was living for an exchange study in a big coastal city of Greece. Near or uh, near of my place, there was a three there was a three kilometer long and straight modern seawalk recently finished going from the city to a really distant residential area. It was a it was a really spaced area with trees and a park separating the seawalk from a big avenue. Being a really spaced and quiet place in comparison of the city center, that was a bit chaotic. I really like to walk there. Many people were usually chilling and walking there, like me. So this day, I walked alone with my headphones, those three kilometers around 4 or 5 p.m. It was the end of the day, and the sun was low. It was still winter at this time. There was many wind, agitated seas, but the walk still relatively frequented. At the end of the sea walk, there is a big red building riding on the sea, making the walk bypassing it, going right, then left, following the sea. This portion was less maintained and more isolated with a dirty ground, filled trashes, broken benches. Arriving near of this portion, I noticed a guy a bit behind me, walking at the same speed as me. Being behind, but on my right, I could see him quite easily. He was a small guy, around 30 years old, with a beard, medium, long hair, hooded by a blue jacket. I didn't really care of him until I walked on the neglected portion of the end of the seawalk. Walking there, he started talking to me in a weird language. I didn't talk Greek, but I really had the feeling that he didn't, spoke, he didn't speak as the other locals did. He spoke in a really fast way. The Greek people were being really nice. I thought he was just being friendly trying to discuss with a stranger. I told him I didn't speak Greek, but English. As he continued to speak in his language, 
and me insisting on the fact that I could just speak English, he came closer to me, and I really felt that he wasn't as friendly as I thought. After one minute of incomprehension, he started to be really too close to me now, and it really pissed me off. Strangely, they, there was absolutely no one around us. I felt the atmosphere really strange, and really abruptly, he took my forearm with his hand and told me really loudly with his weird accent, Passport! Passport! I rejected him with my hands, and he continues to say the same word. He really wasn't any kind of policeman. Being really not a hot blood type, I told him really calmly but firmly to move out many times. Goodbye, sir. Please move. He stayed there, so I moved away like 10 meters, going back to the direction I came. He stared me down a few seconds and moved away too, going the other direction. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, just so you guys know, I sneeze six times. No, I sneeze eight times a day, every day. So that was like four or five times. I'll sneeze three other times by the end of today. If you didn't know that about me, now you do. Okay. Fun fact. All right, where did I leave off? Okay. He didn't really look in a hurry, just pissed off. I stayed here one minute. Then a family appeared really quickly, walking quietly. They didn't look as if they saw the altercation, and until now... It looked pretty much like just a creepy encounter. This is where the story is getting more strange to me. The direction the guy took was going left after my location, so I couldn't see the way he took. After one minute, I decided to follow his way, wanting to see what he was doing. I, turn, I took the turn, and I was really surprised to see many people walking normally, but not any trace of the guy that just assaulted me. The walk offering no escape in less than 150 to 200 meters with the big red building on the left and the sea on the right before another turn further. I really had the feeling that the guy vanished into thin air. If he had run fast to get out, the people walking wouldn't look so normal. And I don't see why he would have to escape from me. I wasn't calling the police or anything. Then I thought about it. When he was talking to me, I really had the feeling that the surroundings were completely empty of people in an unusual way. But the instant he vanished, many random people started to appear everywhere, on every side of the walk, like if everything was going back to normal. My imagination made me think that it could be like an encounter from another dimension or something, but I thought that it probably could be just a fantasy. Even if this encounter was weird by the fact that the guy vanished really quickly and that random people started to appear just when they left, I can't really say for sure that it was a paranormal experience. But it was really odd. I really don't know why the guy was asking for my passport. I really don't know if he was Greek. This is not necessarily a terrifying story, but maybe he just didn't like the foreigners. Maybe he was just a bit mad. But all the atmosphere around the altercation gave me a really weird feeling. I'd like to have your impressions. It could be really interesting to talk about. Thanks. That's a really fucking trippy story. And I don't know. I mean, it could be just like, I mean, I'm assuming in Greece there are drug addicts that wander the streets that are homeless. Maybe he was just high on something and was making up some language of his own and was tripping out and... Maybe he wanted to steal your passport to run away or something. I don't know. Like, that's like the, that's the most logical thing I could think of. But then you bring up the good point of maybe 
you were for a split second caught up in another dimension with somebody that spoke that dimension's language. Because it seems like in that dimension, everything else around you kind of vanished. And then as soon as this person disappeared, your dimension started to become normal again. So it's just an interesting concept. Let us know what you guys think of that story. All right. And this is the last story for today. It is titled, Dead Grandpa Came to Visit Day of His Funeral. This happened when I was very young, around five or six years old. My great-great-grandpa had just died and his funeral was in a few days. Around nine, when I would fall asleep every night, this night was just a little different. It was around 10 at night and I just felt so uneasy that I couldn't fall asleep like usual. I did end up closing my eyes, but I woke up to my name being whispered in my ear. I opened my eyes to see an old man sitting beside my bed stroking my hair. Now, I never met that grandpa, so I didn't really know what he looked like, but this man felt so comfortable and familiar, I swore it was him. He put his hand on my forehead, kissed my forehead, and disappeared. I fell asleep after that, feeling safe. The next day was his funeral. I remember not crying, mainly because I didn't know him, but also because as we waited in line to see him in his casket, I felt the same warmth and safety coming from him. As we got to the, the casket, I realized it was him who came to me the night before. I never told anyone in my family about that night because my family is a group of skeptics, not me though. I still feel that same warmth that night when I'm too uncomfortable to sleep, even after about seven years. Aw, that's a sweet story to end on. Um, it's interesting because, I mean, she said that never met their great-great-grandpa before, but he still wanted to, I guess, see all his grandkids before he moved on, even if it's his great-great-grandkids. Just a sweet little story to uh, end Quarantine Spooky Story Special Episode 11 on. Thank you, Boo Thanks, so much for listening. Let's go through all the social media. Instagram, Just Ghouly Things Podcast. My Instagram, at Rebecca Ruber. You can... Like our Facebook page, Just Schooly Things Podcast. You can invite yourself to our private Facebook group, Just Schooly Things Podcast group. Again, rate us five stars and review us on Apple Podcast. If you listen to us on any other forums, share our podcast with your neighbor, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your goldfish, whoever. Even the ex that you're talking to now because you're bored, stuck inside your home, being quarantined with no one around. Um... Oh, you can donate to our Patreon, Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on the show, please email us at JustGhoulyThingsPodcast at gmail.com. Hope you guys all had an awesome weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, watch Tiger King, and I will talk to you boo things tomorrow. Goodbye.